Hey, thanks so much for joining us at our Vive Church podcast. If you're local here to the Bay Area, we would love for you to visit one of our four locations, San Francisco, Palo Alto, San Jose, or Oakland. For more information, go to vivechurch.org. Hey, why don't you open your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I've entitled this message today, Slay Your Season. Oh, because I believe that we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. Amen. I don't believe that you're just going to get through the season that you're in. And I don't even know what season you're in. Maybe you're single and it's the single season. Maybe you're at college and you're struggling to get through everything that you need to get done. Maybe you are in a married season and you know, maybe that's a little bit tough. There's a bit of tension for you right now. Maybe you're parenting and you're in a parenting season of small ones and you have no sleep and sleep deprivation is a real thing. And you kind of go insane in that season. Or maybe you're a parent of teenagers or maybe you're in those later years where your children are grown up and there's a new space in your world. I don't know the season that you're in today, but I do believe that you're not just designed to just have the season happen and just barely get through the season. I believe that you're going to go through that season and you're going to come out on top. I believe that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I'm going to teach you today how to slay that season, how to how to dominate that season that you're in. Are you ready? Awesome, because Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, it says this, It says, for a child is born to us. Can I have some participation here today? Who is us? Us, you, us. Okay, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. Do you know in our San Jose campus, our campus pastors, Adam and Amy, they bore us a child. (laughs) Finley, beautiful Finley. And we love you, Finley. Finley can't save your soul. Finley can point you to Jesus. But we just wanna welcome him into church in San Jose today. But for us, a child has been given and it was Jesus. The government will rest on His shoulders and He will be called, help me out here, church, wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of His ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Let me tell you, a gift has been given. Turn to the person next to you, say given, it's given. It's given, it's a given. It's already given. Do you know when Isaiah spoke this message into being, when he was a prophet and he he spoke it into being and he declared that a Messiah would come, but he had to wait upwards of 700 years to see the birth of Jesus. But friend, today, I'm just here to tell you, the gift has already been given. We get to engage with this gift. We get to hold this gift. We get to put this gift to work in our world today. There's no more waiting. The gift has already been given. And I just thought with Isaiah painting such magnificent titles of who God is, that He is a wonderful counsellor, that He is a mighty God, that He is an everlasting Father and that He is a Prince of Peace. That's the kind of God I want to get to know. That's the kind of Jesus gift that I want to unwrap. And so I just thought today that we could unwrap the gift of Jesus today. Do you want to do that with me? Because it's such a powerful gift. 
And you know, for those of you who are struggling in your season, I wanna speak to that. I wanna speak to those of you today who feel like, you know what, if God is for me, then why do I feel like everything in this season is against me? I wanna talk to that and speak to that today. So are you ready? Ready, ready, ready? Because I see so many people. I'm just gonna labour in this for a moment. Can I just labour in this for a moment? Because I see so many people, you know, there's, there's the promises of God and then there's the reality of the here and now. And you've walked into this space in San Jose or online or here in Palo Alto, and you're standing here today and here is your reality. And you will face finances and you'll face struggle and you'll face relationship stuff or whatever it is that is happening right now in your season. The reality of it, we do not want to ignore. It is there. You cannot ignore it. And there is a gap between where you stand today and the promises of God. And I find that people get stuck in the gap. They get disillusioned in their season. Their season begins to dominate them. Their season begins to disillusion them. Their season begins to be the thing that takes them out. But I just think if all the promises of God are true, and if everything in the Word of God is true, then you and I are more than overcomers. And I wanna teach you today how to slay your season and I'm using modern vernacular. You can look it up in the Urban Dictionary if you dare. It means to kill the game. It means to succeed. It means to overcome. It means to dominate. That's the kind of season. Your season's gonna look so different by the time you're done with it. By the time we're done with it, amen? You might've walked in here defeated, but you're gonna walk out more than victorious today in the Name of Jesus. I declare it over you right now. So why don't you just take a moment, high five the person next to you, say she's really intense. I can't wait to unwrap this gift of Jesus with you. This is gonna be fun. Oh, it's gonna be fun today. I got a big red gift on stage with me today. I figured that, you know, if we're um, in the Christmas season, then we should have gifts in the house, right? And I'm all about gifts. Who likes gifts? I know I love gifts. I love gifts. I love to give gifts, but I also like to get gifts. Um, If you'd like to give me gifts, that uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Anything for a laugh. Let me tell you, um, I'm so... This season is the kind of season where gifts are everywhere, right? You can't ignore that it's Christmas. You can't ignore the the gift lists that are being pushed your way, especially if you're a parent. You know, my front porch, it's the time of year where my front porch is littered with Amazon boxes. And we just just pray for all the UPS people right now in the name of Jesus who don't sleep over this season. But but it is littered with Amazon boxes and they are, they are Amazon boxes that my husband has skipped the, the list, the wish list giving, okay? He doesn't even give me a list. He just goes straight to buy the thing, get it delivered and then I get to wrap it. Isn't that so kind of him? I actually really like this exchange. I think it makes my job really easy and then he makes sure that I don't overspend on extravagant gifts for him. And so, and so that's his way of getting around the gift wish list. My children, they decide that they're going to mount their wish list next to my bedside table. And then 
there is this thing that they do where they put reminder notes on the fridge because that's where all our reminder stuff goes, right? And, and then they will be praying in the car on the way to school and they'll be praying, dear Jesus, we just pray for this day and we pray for all the homeless people and we pray for, all, you know, they get everything right in the right order and then they go and then we just pray that mummy does not forget to give us the iPhone 10 that I really, 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 really want. I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you Apple for making sure that every product on my child's list is over $200. And all the parents said, amen. You know, I was speaking to even, Vlad's going to help me in a little bit, the infamous Vlad, who my husband has created such a persona around. You're going to see him again today. But he, I was speaking to Jonathan this morning, Vlad, and he told me that he is going to get a drum kit from Santa. And I said, yes, in Jesus' name he will. I hope you can come through on that. And then you're not off the hook, Pastor Ian, because, and Pastor Lizelle, because Zach would like a Xbox. Um, and so, you know, we're all in this space where the gifts are expensive, okay? And then recently I got given the gift of a Google Home. Has anybody got a Google Home? Can you relate to me? Okay, all right, some of us here. So um, the deal is with this Google Home, you can pretty much ask her, she's like a maidservant, you can ask her to do anything without using her hands. <laughs> and so you will say to her, you'll give her commands, and I'm, I like being bossy, so I don't mind how... Sometimes she listens to me, sometimes she does not. And so I will say, okay, Google, why don't you play for me Michael Bublé? And she magically plays Michael Bublé. It's really amazing. But I have come to learn that I am way under using her, that her capabilities are far greater than that which I have been working her. And um, my children have started using the Google Home. And they will say things to her like, hey, Google, what is the answer to my math problem? They will say, she's smart enough to answer, okay, Google, what is the weather going to be today? Okay, Google, um, uh, what did they say the other day? Okay, Google, can you call Santa for me? She actually calls Santa. And Santa gets on the phone and has an interactive conversation with you. It's astounding. Okay, Google, can you change the channel for me? I mean, this thing is a game changer. Okay, but the reality of this Google Home is that I, she has had way more capabilities and way more possibilities for me to engage with and unpack than I have dared to do. And so I just think that's so often us, isn't it? Some of the best gifts are the ones that we need to interact with, that we need to engage with, that we need to learn how to use them so that we can unpack them and make them useful in our world. And I just think that the gift of Jesus is so much like this, right? And so we have this beautiful gift of Jesus, but we don't always know exactly what to do with it. We don't engage with the gift of Jesus sometimes. I would highly recommend you to engage with the gift of Jesus. Interact with this gift. Look at this gift and say, how can this gift work in my world? What does it look like to see Jesus at work in my life? Jesus, the gift, is to be interacted with. And so I, I just wanted to go on a journey of unpacking who he is because the reality is I see a lot of Christians these days walking around with the gift of Jesus and it's all packaged up neat and it's all nice and it's like, hey, check it, I got the gift of Jesus. But the second that a pressure point comes, they blame God, 
The second something happens, they begin to fall apart and there's no, there's no foundational truths or reality of God anchored in their heart and they lose their way. And so I just want to help you unpack all of the magnificent and wonderful things that Jesus is so that you can put Him to work in your world so that you can see the manifestation and the power of God at work in your life. It's got to be personal. You see, God says, I want you to unpack me as a wonderful counsellor. I want you, Luke, to unpack me as the Prince of Peace. I want you to unpack me as the mighty God in your world. I want you to unpack me as the everlasting Father. It's a gift that's been given, but what you do with the gift matters. And so I just thought we could begin to unwrap this gift today. Are you ready? Awesome. Look, ta-da, it's Vlad. I told you he was coming. He's everywhere like Jesus. It's amazing. And so he's just unpacked for us The first thing that Isaiah talks about, Isaiah talks about him being a wonderful counsellor. Now, I don't know what situation you're facing this Christmas season, but you have a wonderful counsellor. And you see, so many times we look at this, I mean, I I don't know what you think of when you hear the words wonderful counsellor. When I hear the words wonderful counsellor, I kind of see them like an oxymoron, like why do they even go in the same sentence? If I have to go see a counsellor, I'm not feeling wonderful. And so... Uh, the movies paint this picture of what it is to go and see a counsellor, right? The counsellor's there, they're in their chair, they've usually got their glasses on and they're reclining and they're analysing the person who is laid out on the bed, right? And they're telling them all about their season and all about their struggles and all about their issues. And the problem is, if we think of Jesus as the wonderful counsellor in that regard, we're going to get a wrong perspective, a skewed perspective of who he is. Is. You see, because one of, the, one of the commentaries that talk about Jesus being the wonderful counsellor says this. It says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I read it for you. It says that he is an extraordinary military strategist. Like, could you get that for a second? He is an extraordinary military strategist. That means that I can go to God for wise counsel. That means that the strength of him being my wonderful counsellor is in His counsel. When I come under His Word and His wisdom and I apply His Word to my life, that's when I see that He is a wonderful counsellor. It's something you've got to unpack for yourself. It's something that you can't just watch somebody else navigate. He's my wonderful counsellor. Because when I open the Word of God, I see and He talks to me and He speaks to me. And He enables me to not just talk about my season. Oh, we're so great at talking about our seasons, aren't we? I tell my husband all the time, I'm just going through a season of this and a season of that. And a season and a season and a season. And he's like, why don't you do something about your season? And it's like, so the voice of God in my world. And, you know, Jesus, when you open the book 
and you begin to read these words, he helps you enact, like he helps you interact with your season so that you stop talking about your season and you begin to change your season. He wants to help you transform the season that you're in. Sometimes we just become so overwhelmed that we don't want to touch it. We don't know what to do with it. And you see, it's one thing to know that he is a wonderful counsellor, but it's a whole other thing to know that he is your wonderful counsellor. And if I could just shake you, Vibe Church, and just say, make him your wonderful counsellor. Nobody can unpack that for you. Only you can. And how do you do that? You open up the Word of God. He's my wonderful counsellor because when I read this Word, he sees the content of my heart. You see, there's so many counsellors out there who can sympathise with you. They can enable you in your season by telling you, oh, I understand how you feel. He's the kind of wonderful counsellor who understands how you feel, but he also knows how to get you out of that situation. And you see, when we have this wonderful counsel, he sees the content of my heart. He sees the real question behind the question that we're asking. So he can cut straight to the very root of the issue that is is at, at work in our season. And so I love to see him as a wonderful counsellor. But you know, there's a lot of good counsellors out there too. A good counsellor will be able to show you how to work yourself out of the problem you're in. They'll have a prescription for the problem. That's a good counsellor. But friend, you and I have a wonderful counsellor. His counsellor is going to far exceed any that anybody else can give you. And so I just want to help you today that the key to having the wonderful counsellor at work in your world is to open up your Bible, is to read the Word of God. There's something in here for every season that you face. This is His prescription. This is His instructions. This is His Word made flesh through you and I as we begin to live it out. There's plenty of counsel amongst us, but this is the wonderful counsel. This is the wonderful counsel. And you see, even amongst the wonderful counsel, there are stories of poor counsel. And you know, even Job, do you know the story of Job? Job, his wife gave him some poor counsel. She told him to curse God and die. Please don't ever tell your husband to curse God and die, ladies. That is not good counsel. You know, his friends, his friends told him, there's bad stuff happening in your world, Job. You must have done something wrong. And you see, you need to repent to God. And that's poor counsel because when you've got stuff going on in your world, sometimes it's not always your fault. Sometimes you find yourself in a season that you had nothing to do with getting into that season. Life happens. Situations happen. Bad things take place. Some of you have lost loved ones and you're in a season of loneliness right now. I don't know whatever the season or predicament you're in right now, but I do know that you have a wonderful counsellor who can speak into your situation and who can love you and who wants to draw near to you. He's not a pious counsel. He's a counsel that draws close. And you see, it's the wonderful counsellor that begins to speak into our world because poor counsel will tell you that it's your fault. Poor counsel will will tell you to stay in that season. Poor counsel will tell you that you can't get out of that season, that it's an impossible season. But when you open the word word of God, you'll find 
find that no situation is impossible for you to overcome. That with God, all things are possible. You'll begin to speak to your situation and your season and interact with it so differently. Some of you have come in today and you're in a season of married life and it's on Struggle Street and you're listening to other people's counsel. There's no counsel like the wonderful counsellor. Some of you are struggling with your children and you're like, what am I going to do with them? There's no counsel like the wonderful counsellor. Friend, there is something in here for every situation and every season that you are facing. We have a wonderful counsellor. Are you comforted by that? I'm comforted by that. And you see, it's as we unpack him as our wonderful counsellor that we begin to see that he is a mighty God. And that's the next thing we're going to unpack in this moment. Point number two is that he is your mighty God. The scripture talks about all of the wonderful, amazing things that he did in other people's lives. Friend, if he could do it for them, he can certainly do it for you and me today. He is a mighty God. He is mighty like this. I'm going to unpack theologically some sound foundational stuff for you today. It says that Jesus Christ is the only person who principally above all others has power with God for us. You see, that's how powerful the name of Jesus is. With God, He has all authority in heaven and on earth. Did you know that Jesus bore the weight of sin so that he could become the mediator between God and us? There is nothing, no situation that you face that can separate you from the love of God because that's the almighty God that we have. He removed every barrier and he built the biggest bridge into your world. He is exalted above all principalities and all powers. Come on, that is a good, mighty God. He has power on earth to establish his church. Let me tell you something about the church. The church isn't just some man-made thing. The church is a God idea. He established the church. You're not just sitting in San Jose today or in Palo Alto because we decided we'd come here and we'd make this amazing church. God uses people in the process. It's the wonderful privilege of being able to be used by God to build His house. But let me tell you, He is building His house and He is establishing His house and He is doing it through you and I. And the fact that He is still sustaining it and still building it means that He's still at work in your season, in your specific personal season that you're facing right now. And so that encourages me that we have a mighty God. He's the kind of God who in the creation story, He made made order out of chaos. He's the kind of God who takes nothing and makes something. That's the kind of almighty God that we have. If you have chaos happening in your world, and I know it's quiet in here, so I know you do. If you have chaos in your world, let me tell you, the best person to step into your world is Jesus Christ because He's going to bring some order to the chaos. And you don't need to be afraid of the order of God. You need to love the order of God because it is wonderful. And He will bring His loving arms around you and He will create strength in the midst of what seems like a season that is shoving you this way and shoving you that way. He's an almighty God to anchor you through. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, Vibe Church, what your life would look like if you let almighty God loosen it? 
Or what would your life look like? Maybe you'd step out and you'd do that entrepreneurial thing that you've been sitting on. That's a God idea. Maybe you'd step out and you'd use those finances instead of holding on to those finances. Maybe you'd venture out to date somebody and have a relationship with somebody. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, your, your timidity could become somewhat a level of boldness. Maybe God could use you in a way that you never thought that He could use you. I'm trying to preach really hard right now and I'm trying to get a church to help me to preach right now but if you put mighty God to work in your world you'd see your sickness healed you'd see your you'd see your perspective shift and change you'd see relationships move he is a mighty mighty God and so so he wants to be at work in your world I just love Jesus he's such a boss he walks into the disciples and he says to them hey in Matthew 28:18 he says do you know what guys I've been given all authority all authority in heaven and on earth all authority we have an almighty god amen amen, amen. well you can applaud god for that point and we're going to unpack I'm going to unpack another layer this morning, Vlad. Where's your smile? When you unpack gifts, you're happy. Like, this is the greatest gift ever, Vlad. Where's that smile? You're There we go. There it is. He should be on, like, a, a dental ad or something. Do you see that teeth bling? Okay. Once we've unpacked that he's a mighty God, we also see that he is an everlasting father. He's not the kind of father, and I don't know what your father looks like, that walks in and out of your life. He's not the kind of father that is here one day and gone the next. He is an everlasting father. I don't know how you feel about the season that you're in, but that encourages me because now I know that he is going to be with me in this season and he will be with me in the next season. And when I graduate to the next season and the season after that, in fact, into eternity, I never have to leave him because he's my everlasting father. He's not going to shy away because, oh, there's sin in my life again. There's always sin in your life. He wasn't intimidated to begin with. He's not intimidated now. He's always going to be with you. He's constant. Am I surprised by my children's sin? No, I'm not surprised by my children's sin. I always see it coming because I'm all-knowing like he is. And said every mom, amen, right? And it's like you, you still love them. You're constant, you're anchored. He's an everlasting Father. He always was. You need to understand this, church, that He always was. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, and I'm giving you lots of Scripture today, so I'm expecting you're taking lots of notes. But it says this, Christ is the, inv- is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through Him, God created created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and he made the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed when? Before anything else. And he holds 
all creation together. He always was. He always was. And let me tell you this, He always is. Jesus died, but He's not dead. He's alive. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's encircling heaven. He's still engaged in what is taking place here and now. As that Scripture said, He's holding all creation together at this present moment. And He always will be. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. You can help me preach this one. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus never changes. Jesus never changes. In a world that is always changing, in a world where you see one season look different from the next season to the next season, and you don't know what to do in whatever season it is, and you're afraid of the future, you don't need to be afraid because you have a God who is constant, who is pulling you through, who is an everlasting Father, who is in every season. And the promise is He's here and He will be. He's here and He will be. There is so much peace that I find in that revelation. He was, He is, and He always will be. The fact that His office of authority is established forever. It's not like He's in authority and someone's going to bump Him out of power. No, no, no. He is in authority forever and ever and ever and ever. In no season now or in the future is too big for Him. Do you know that His grace will always be too much for you? Doesn't matter what you do, His grace will always be too much for you. His power will always be able to overcome every situation you face. His willingness to save, His willingness to comfort, His willingness to forgive, His willingness to protect His people will always be at work because He's an everlasting Father. And He's never going to leave you and He's never going to forsake you. And so now that we know that He's an everlasting Father, I don't know about you, but I find at the centre of who Jesus is, then I have a deeper revelation than ever before that He is the Prince of Peace. And He is not just a Prince of Peace, He is my Prince of Peace. He is my Prince of Peace that holds me through every season, no matter what it looks like, no matter how great the circumstances seem to be adversely against me. He is my Prince of Peace. You can't talk me out of it because I've had a revelation of the Prince of Peace. Let me tell you, the Prince of Peace is something you want to unpack in your world. It's something that you want to unpack and you can't find it anywhere else. And I'm going to prove it to you with Scripture today. Because... You know, so often we think that, hey, we're going to find peace in a peaceful situation. Like when I get Jesus, He's going to make everything better. All my problems are going to go away. I'm never going to have to face any issues again. But let me tell you, friend, He is all about life transformation, not life enhancement. He's not an accessory that you get to be like, you know, what's that woman with her necklace? You know, you know the girl. Yep, she sings that song. I got Jesus on my necklace. I know somebody, Adam Hahn in San Jose, he can help me. Kesha, Kesha people. Jesus ain't your accessory, Kesha. He come to transform and change your world. He didn't come to pretty it up. He didn't come to make your life suddenly have no problems. Who do you know that's ever come to Christ that doesn't have a problem anymore? Who do you know that has reached perfection? None of us. 
You see, He comes and He wants to transform our world. And it's a peace that we can't find externally. It's a peace that's internal and it's not, it's not in a destination. It's not in a holiday destination. Because some of you have done that. You've gone to the island and you're still sitting there and there's still unrest in your spirit and unrest in your heart. You think you, you, you can go away and you can move away. Oh no, you can't because it follows you into other countries. I found that one the hard way. And you know, I couldn't leave it back in Australia. It came here and lived with me in America. And then, you know, you can't find it in another church. You can't find it in another relationship. You can't find it in another marriage. You can't find it in another job because it's not external. You see, the peace of God is a person. And it's the person of Jesus Christ. And you see, Jesus was born to purchase our peace. In fact, the Kingdom of Heaven is characterised by peace. And you're looking at me and you're going, that sounds so odd because I can't see peace in the earth today. I can't see peace at work today in my season or my situation. In fact, I can't even see peace in my family right now. Well, let me tell you, there's a reason for that. Jesus when He went to heaven and He ascended to heaven, He said, I'm leaving my Holy Spirit and I'm gonna pour out peace on my people. But the kind of peace isn't, isn't a peace that's physical because He never came to establish a physical kingdom. He came to establish a spiritual kingdom. And you see in John chapter 14, verse 27, I need you to make sure you write this one down. He says, I am leaving you with a gift. Oh, God loves to give gifts, doesn't He? He gives lots of gifts in the Bible. He's given us five right here. But I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You see, the problem is some of us have been looking for peace to come in our season and peace to come in some physical manifestation, some way. But the Bible's very clear, you're not gonna find peace in this world except the peace that Jesus gives, except in the person of Jesus. And you see, Isaiah prophesied and the people anticipated. And when he prophesied, he prophesied that a Messiah would come and he will be the Prince of Peace. He talked about the peace that would come. He talked about it in the, the embodiment of a person. But let me tell you, the people anticipated a physical king and they anticipated a physical kingdom. And that was not what He came to establish. He came to establish a spiritual kingdom. And the significance of this is that He has established when He went to heaven and He did what He did on the cross, He, he put eternity in the hearts of men. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, the Kingdom of Heaven is birthed within us. So that is so powerful. I mean, if you could grab the truth and grab the revelation of what I'm about to tell you, your whole world is going to change because it's so good that peace isn't in a place. And it's so good that peace isn't just in a circumstance or in a season or a situation. You want peace to be in the form of a person because when the Prince of Peace steps into your world, that means you take Him into every season. That means He's in this season. He's in the season I'm facing. He's going to be in the season to come. He's going to be with me every step of the way. He's not bound by the physical realm. He's, he, he, he's not going to be bound by the physical realm. If you, 
The kingdom of heaven far supersedes anything that we see. This earth will come to an end one day, but we have an eternal kingdom that lives on the inside of our hearts. That brings a greater perspective to our lives. That brings a greater purpose to our lives. That changes the game. Oh, he's a prince of peace. He's a prince of peace. Why don't you stand to your feet in every campus? Stand in San Jose, stand here in Palo Alto. Because I just really believe that the Spirit of God is so here. And, and He is speaking a word in season to the right people at the right time. And I wrestled with this word because I wanted, I wanted God to be able to say what He needed to say to His people. And I know the reality is that you are walking through a season, every single one of us are in the midst of a season. Some of them are good seasons, some of them are bad seasons. Some of them are really, really bad seasons. But whatever it is you're facing right now, I'm here to tell you that you have a God who gave a gift. He gave us the gift of Jesus Christ. And inside that gift is everything that you need to be able to face off with your season. Uh, Going back to that question that I said in the beginning, if God's for me, then why does it feel like everything is against me in this season? Well, I have something for you right now. Romans chapter 8, verse 31, it says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Since He did not spare even His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, won't He also give us everything else? Friend, He's not just given you the gift of Jesus, which is salvation and eternity. He's given you the gift of Jesus for the here and now. He's given you a wonderful Counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting Father and a Prince of Peace. We hope you are blessed by that podcast. If you have a story to share about what God is doing in your life or what God has done in your life, we would love to hear from you. You can share your story and email us at mystory at vivechurch.org. God bless you.